struggles, innovation, going all in, not holding back, mindset, being a leader, paving their own way, putting the real in real estate, listing legacies, selling luxury. You have the vault. Unlocking conversations in real estate today. We're live with the vault. I'm your host, Jessica Hastings, Les Bronx, and let me introduce my magnificent, wonderful, I'm running out of taglines, <laughs> co-host, Alexa Miller. Alexa, I'm pumped. Who do we have on the show today? Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Vault. Today, I'm very excited to welcome our guest, Austin Simon. Welcome, Austin. Thank you for joining us. Let's start with you just telling us a bit about yourself and your background. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I, I appreciate you having me on. Um, so a little bit about myself. So I'm actually, I'm a mortgage broker slash uh, pastor. So I've been doing uh, mortgage brokering for just over a year now. Um, and I've been absolutely loving it and want to continue to uh, help people. I'm passionate about helping people and helping them uh, reach their uh, their financial dreams and also uh, attaining uh, house dreams. So uh, this has been the perfect industry for me. I get to meet lots of amazing people, but that's kind of a little bit about myself. Awesome. I have so many questions. What are you at? <laughs> what am Sorry? I at? First question. <laughs> oh, my first question. Okay. My first question is how long have you been a mortgage broker and what led you into this career path? Good question. Uh, so I've been a mortgage broker for just over a year now. I've been doing mortgages for about um, just over two. Um, so I worked for a company called Meridian Credit Union. Do you guys know what Meridian Credit Union is? Yes. Oh yeah, we yep. love them. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually hated working for them. Not to, not to <laughs> like, not to talk crap about Meridian, but it's just the branch. It depends on the branch that you're working for. Some workplaces are great. Some places are not. Yeah. Um, and it was just the time that I was in, but uh, I worked for the only credit union or only bank in Ontario that the branch level had dealt with uh, specific, had dealt with mortgage brokers. The guy who owned it had a specific deal with Meridian um, as a franchise. And so he directly dealt with mortgage brokers. If you know anything about the uh, the broker channel is that uh, brokers don't deal with uh, the branch level at all. Um, but at the Meridian I was working at, we dealt with uh, brokers specifically. So I was pretty much sat down and was like, okay, you're gonna process you're gonna process mortgages. And so that's kind of where what led me into learning uh, the mortgage guidelines and uh, how a mortgage actually worked. And so I uh, I decided from uh, while I was while I was learning to do mortgages, I had quickly realized what made a good broker and what made a bad broker. Um, and as I was working, uh, with these brokers, I was like, okay, if some of these bad brokers can get deals, I think I can absolutely blow the water um, out of uh, out of becoming a mortgage broker. And so, uh, being a mortgage broker had ticked a lot of the boxes uh, that I really uh, that meant a lot to me. So I'm at zero cost to a customer, so I can sell myself really well because I'm just here to help people and help people uh, achieve their financial dreams by giving them. Uh, fun. So I hopped into it and uh, haven't looked back. Wow. Love it. Good story. So what did you do before that? Like what led you into becoming a mortgage broker or working in the banking industry? Uh, so my grandmother actually was a mortgage specialist mm -hmm. um, and she worked as a mortgage specialist for Meridian. So she's the one that got me a job. 
uh, at the at the Meridian as a financial services representative. Um, before then, uh, before then, I was actually I went to Bible college for three years, which also leads me into my other career as a pastor. Right. Awesome. Wow. So you're busy. You're yeah. busy. That is busy. I am busy. <laughs> well, I keep myself busy. Yeah, it's important. Yeah. So we stay focused. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say the number one thing you've learned in your mortgage business? Like, what's the most common thing you're noticing lately? Because in real estate, we're in a shift market. So from your mortgage perspective, what are you seeing right now? People can't qualify. The yeah. The mortgage rates are so insanely high right now um, that people, they just can't qualify. We see like rates are, fixed rates are heading up towards 7%. Um, and because of the stress test that we have, um, people have to qualify at 9%, which is insane on these huge mortgages. And so uh, we see the we see the real estate industry, we see the mortgage industry um, currently really slowing down for a lot of people. Like people were already people's businesses were already struggling through this year, um, but now we see that uh, especially the people that like um, had their uh, ha- hands under their butt or just weren't really putting uh, the plow to the field um, are really struggling this year. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's sad actually. So mm-hmm. do you foresee, do you think those rates are going to go down? I know it's very open-ended, but what are your, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's, it's inevitable that the rates are going to come down. Um, just because like we as an economy cannot sustain, um, like I talk to people almost every day, uh, that they're struggling with the food costs, with inflation, um, with gas. And then also people's mortgage payments are super high. Like Canadians just can't. Um, afford this or sustain this. Mm-hmm. Um, so eventually, uh, we will have a recession. Um, but uh, eventually, the rates will come down. So when we have a recession, the rates uh, will come down because uh, they'll want to put money through the economy again to get it restarted. Um, but right now, they're the Bank of Canada is trying to force a recession um, by raising rates. So once they have the recession, once they meet their inflation of 2%, then you'll see rates starting to come back down again. Right, right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a hard time for a lot of people and we're experiencing that right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's hard being in the industry that we are because we're probably all empaths or some of us are. <laughs> so you really feel for the people. Yeah. What are your some suggestions or recommendations that people can do to ride this out? Um, To ride this out? So a thing that I'm going to be starting to do over this next week, actually, um, is part of my brokerage. We were doing kind of this campaign for uh, saving a collective of people of $25,000 a month. So saving people a collective of $25,000 a month. So budgeting, like people, like a large portion of people aren't on a written budget. I'm personally on a written budget and will live and die by a budget. Um, people need to be on a budget. It's like you need to know where every dollar is going because every dollar is going right now. So people need to be on a written budget and I'll I'll scream it from a rooftop. Yeah, 100% agree. Anything we do with our coach, we have what's called the hub and everything is in that. We do our budget for the year. If something comes in, something comes off, we're changing the budget. It's on, it's off. Like it's, I 100% agree with you. And it's 30% more up to happen if we write it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a and 
80% of finances is uh, is behavior. So you have to fix you have to fix your behavior in order to fix your finances. 20% like I've known I look at people um all the time. I like I get to look under the hood of people's finances and I see people that can afford homes that make enough money, but they can't save for a down payment or they've racked up their credit card bills and they make to $300,000 collectively. So it's not the amount of money that you make, even though it does help. Um, it's not the amount of money that you make. It's the behavior that which you associate with money. Yeah, so true. It is. It's really hard to change your habits too, unless you're really focusing in, narrowing it down. Um, can you talk about how would you, or like what's your down payments right now? Are you finding... Some people, like you said, who do qualify, but they don't have enough funds. So how do you help restructure them? And then what is kind of the common down payment right now? The common down payment that I've been um, finding is like we see more people being uh, at the above the 20% mark, just because those are usually the people that we can get exceptions on, um, that we can adjust the stress test towards like banks are more adjustable to people who get who uh, place over twenty percent. Um, so the when you give when you place twenty percent down, there's a lot more options for you. But when you're an insured deal, so anything uh, lower than twenty percent, the guidelines on those are very very strict. So there's not much um, you can do to get around that when you have lower than twenty percent. Now us in Ontario. Um, it's very difficult to have 20% unless you're selling your house and purchasing another house. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, figuring out different ways to structure the deals is um, is for like people I would recommend who are under that 20% down payment mark. Um, don't add on any uh, unnecessary debt. So that's consumer, consumer loans, consumer uh, payments on your credit card. So don't rack up your credit card bills. Um, one of the biggest, one of the biggest, uh, downfalls for people, um, in qualifying is actually auto loans. So if you have a car with an auto loan, um, for every, uh, for every hundred dollars, you lose out on a large chunk, uh, to what you can qualify for. So car payments can definitely, um, decrease your purchasing power. That is really good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Is there any other tips you have kind of like that where we just don't realize that? Um, the car loans one, like the, the debt one is the, is the big one because as a, like as a mortgage broker, we are, um, we are specialists in debt. And so we want to maneuver debt in a way that, uh, that benefits you and helps you. Um, so line of credits will, uh, generally be lower payments than your, uh, than your car payment. Cause a car payment is fixed. Um, so a car payment can be two, three, four hundred dollars a month, but you could be lending on a line of credit that's two hundred. Uh, sorry, that's twenty thousand, and the payments could be like, uh, could be like a hundred or or less than that. So, um, just knowing where your debt is and not racking it up or not racking up in certain areas is super beneficial. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Also, if you're like in a government, also, if you're in a government job or a stable job, banks love you. Uh, If you're, if you have a consistent T4 or a consistent uh, paycheck of your salary, like the banks will absolutely love you with, uh, with a great credit score. 
Yeah, they don't like us self-employed people. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, they don't like us too much. But there are programs out there that like that are uh, that are for us that you can get around. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And in the real estate world, we have to show two years income before we can try and mortgage something. Yeah, I think that's it, but right? they can use your like if you've been in the real estate industry for uh, over two years, uh, they can use what's called stated income. So your top, they can uh, take your uh, close to your top line, um, instead of taking what you actually brought home well, at good. the end of the day. Well, so if you're making 200,000 and you expensed, uh, everything down like 150,000, we could use close to the $200,000 mark. That's good to know. Yeah, yeah that is good. That's helpful. So what we're seeing right now in our real estate world is like you said earlier, someone has to sell a house in order to buy it. That's a, like a lot of conditions right now. Um, are you seeing that a lot on your end and are they working, you know, are you seeing these clients able to make that transition? Uh, <laughs> it's actually, and I'm sure you've seen this on, on your guys's end. I, I'm actually currently working with, a with a client who, unfortunately I have to get private financing for, um, because they had their house up for sale and they purchased a house and their house is just, it hasn't gotten any offers. And so they are scrambling, um, trying to find financing because they're not getting any offers. They've brought down their uh, their purchase price on the house, um, but they just don't have any takers. So and when it's closing at the end of the month and uh, nobody's buying their house, so they're using the funds from the sale of their house to purchase the next house, but they haven't sold their current house. Mm-hmm. So we're having to do private financing. So There's it's a, a struggle. So to clarify, they already purchased another home without selling their current home. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So to all the new realtors listening, don't let your clients do that. (laughs) Yeah. It's a big no-no. At least we advise our clients to. In fact, we get them to sign a form acknowledging that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, hopefully it works out for them. I mean, yeah, you said you got them private money? Uh, Yeah. So we're working on getting them uh, private financing uh, where they have to... (laughs) finance the entire property to bridge finance it to till they sell mm-hmm. um till they sell their property which costs a ton of money yeah. um so it's like it's not something that i particularly enjoy doing i generally don't do these uh types of clients um but it just got it got tossed on my plate um mm-hmm. from a realtor that i'm close with so i'm I'm doing it, but it's, uh, it's not a, it's not a good situation. Yeah. yeah. And what are like, just for my knowledge, what is a private yeah. lender and charging right now? Your private lenders in house or are you like, there's a third party that you work with third party. So like as a mortgage broker, we work with tons of lenders. So there's like, mm-hmm. there's, there's so many lenders and, and it blow your mind. Um, so you have what are called your A lenders. So what we use is uh, Scotiabank, uh, TD, or monoline lenders that fall in that. Um, so RMG, First National, and your credit unions are all A lending. Um, then you have your alternative lenders. So they have different uh, they have different regulations. Uh, they usually you have to have twenty percent down uh, to use them. Their rates are a little higher, um, but they're easier to approve people under. Um, and then we have your private financing. So this is investor money that is pooled together um, for people's mortgages. So you usually have to have like 35% down uh, just because they have to, or 25% down, it depends on the uh, on the private lender. But you have to like 
they are adjusting their risk uh, because it's like they're taking care of their investors. Uh, there's a lot of risk that can be involved. So they uh, mitigate it by the amount of down payment, but it's investor pooled money instead of uh, the bank's uh, general money. So they'll take care of their investors. Mm -hmm. And it's usually interest rates are a lot higher with private. Yeah, so much higher. So like if you, so let's say a lenders are at like 6% right now, uh, your uh, your alternative lenders are like seven and a half, eight percent. Um, then your private financing is ten percent right now. Yeah, I figured that. Wow. So what are you seeing private financing? Are you seeing people able to, you know, pay it back and shift to the regular mortgage or halting on it? Like what what's the trend? Yeah. So whenever 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 we go private financing or even alternative, there has to be an what we call an exit plan. So there has to be, because private financing, you're only doing for like six months to a year. Right. And then you need to you ha need to have a way to move them to alternative or to an A lender because you don't want people paying 10% for a number of years. People do um, because they just can't qualify under, uh, under an A lender because like their regulations for A lenders are getting tighter and tighter. Um, they're not going to get easier. Um, so we see more people adjust, more people going towards alternative and pe more people going towards private financing because people just can't uh, qualify anymore. Um, so I hope that answers that. Yeah. Um, I just had a question and I lost it. It'll come back. It'll come back. <laughs> so what would you say your biggest success in your business is right now? Um, I honestly don't have like when I... I honestly don't have like a, a biggest success, to be honest. Um, like I'm the type of person that just likes making minor adjustments, minor tweaks along the way. Like I, I like I have milestones that I hit and I honestly don't get too excited um, about them. I don't know why. Uh, it's something I'm trying to work on is getting excited about them because it's good to take the wins. Mm -hmm. um, but I honestly like for me the biggest thing is making the minor adjustments. Like when I'm working with a client and after the deal funds is, okay, what, what worked, what didn't work, what can I adjust? What can I make better? So that, that minor tweaking is what like, is what, uh, is what moves me and, uh, it qualifies as success for me. That's good. Yeah. All the little things do matter and they do add up over a period of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you guys? What's your guys' biggest success in real estate? Oh, Ooh, I got a lot. <laughs> yeah, where do we start? Hmm. Jesse, go first. So a podcast, our book. Yeah, we're writing a You guys have a book? We do. It's coming we're, out next yeah. year. We're we, yeah, Good for you guys. That's awesome. Hmm. Yeah, we love fun projects. The team, you know, everyone's made huge successes. Not always monetary, but just trucking along. People have babies soon. <laughs> Lots of fun. Oh, stuff. my gosh. Yeah. So how many people do you have on your team, Jessica? We have 10. Oh my gosh. That's and awesome. Plus admin. There's admin too. Yeah. So we've lots of support. And yeah, it's a big that's cool. Big Good family. for you. So you're you're killing it out there. We're trying. <laughs> <laughs> where, where are you um for anyone listening that that wants you to help their clients or them? Where are you located out of? I'm uh, I'm located at a new market, but I can service all of Ontario. Right. Um so because I'm completely online, uh, which my my 
older clients don't particularly like me um, too much, which I've come to I've come to understand, come to know. I work I work very patiently with them if they're willing to go the online route. Um, but everything I do is online. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Um, I just thought of my question from a few minutes ago. <laughs> so we're going to go back to what we we're just talking about. Um, so can you touch on people that are refinancing? So people mm-hmm. that bought, let's say in, in 2021 at 2% yeah. that have to requalify now at seven or whatever the six or seven, like, what are you seeing? Who are the people you're working with right now in a slower market? Yeah. And can you add to that when um, properties were appraised during the COVID market and now they're not appraising the same amount and they're struggling? Yeah. That all ties together. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's a, that's a lot to, that's a lot to <laughs> unpack. <Okay>. So <laughs> So I'll try my I'll try my best in unpacking that. So refinances are like they're really dead right now. Um, you might get them here and there, um, but refinances like during COVID were like is like so many refinances. It's unbelievable. Um, but right now, just because of the rates, people aren't really refinancing. Um, and also, we've had changes in the in the mortgage industry. Um, that are coming in November that you're only able to combine, do a combination of uh, 65% of the loan to value. So the value of your mortgage to your home of 65%. So it was and still is right now 80%, um, but it's going to 65%. So um, for refinances, uh, especially if people got in at 2021, people want to keep their 2% that they've had. They want to keep it as long as they can and they want to hold on to it because if they want to like if they want to requalify when people were qualifying at the 2%, they had to qualify at 5.25%. But now since we're at like the 6% heading towards the 7% now, people are having to qualify at 8 and 9%. So, it's like if you want to do a refinance on your home or uh consolidate some debts, it becomes like it becomes very uh very difficult and expensive especially if you're holding on to a 2%. So people are people are holding on to that 2% until rates start to come back down. But what about the people that are forced to refinance yeah. like their their term is up. Okay, so uh those are two different terms. So you have a refinance which is uh acquiring new money um, and renewal. So renewal is when you're at the end of your term. So the average uh, term is five years um, that we have uh, here in Canada. So you can get like two, you can get one, two, three, four, five, all the way up to 10. Um, but people don't do 10. Um, so you come to the end of your five-year term, you can renew within six months up to the end. Um, so six months prior, you can start looking around. Um, but if people, so right now we're seeing that people are like, because of the regulations that we have, and it's really like, they need to change these regulations because it doesn't make sense, uh, for, uh, for people who own homes is that if you want to, so say you're up for renewal, um, in December and you want to shop around for the lowest rate right now, um, you want to, you're at Scotiabank and you just want to, you just want to go. Uh, you just want to go um, get a uh, get a lower rate. So what you have to do in order to get a lower rate, um, let's say at a monoline lender at First National, you'll have to requalify for your mortgage. So 
after five years, uh, if you're down from 800 to let's say 725, you qualified at the 5.25% before, but now you need to qualify at eight or 9%. And people are stuck in their uh, in the lender that they're currently with. Because if you stay at the same lender, you don't have to requalify. But if you want to move your mortgage, you have to requalify for the mortgage. Yeah, I can see how that would create a hard situation problem. Yeah, so it, it doesn't help consumers at all. So like the bank, so say uh, we get, we can get you a rate if you do, uh, if you switch your mortgage, uh, we can get you a low rate of let's say 5.8% or 6%. Um, the bank, because you have no choice to move, will hand you a 6.4% or 6.5% because you have no other choice. Right, right. But to and stay, because the- they know you won't requalify. so. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. Yeah, that makes sense. It's crazy out there in the real estate world. <laughs> it's a, it's not a fun, it's not a fun landscape. But like, I know, like, I know there's a lot of like, it, it, it's not like preaching a ton of like, I'm not trying to preach a ton of negativity, and that's not how I like to view life at all. Um, but it is like it's difficult for everybody right now, and everybody's like, everybody's grinding to get every single deal. Um, but there's lots of like, there's still people buying and there's still people refinancing. There's still, uh, people doing business. It's just, we have to put our, we have to put our hand to the plow and be, and go looking for it. Like COVID was easy times. And now it's, everybody's got to learn to go and get business. It is. What, what did we say? It's three to one lead generating right now and two to one, um, sales. That makes yeah. sense. Three times on a lead generating. And it's like, one yeah twice the amount of sales for one deal mm-hmm. and if so, COVID anything it's that when you think the world is going to shut down and real estate's going to tank and then it doesn't people yeah. are always buying and selling they so are. always doesn't matter what market always. you're yeah no matter which way it's going it's it's like people are always going to be looking to people are always going to be looking to buy like we see yeah. that uh that real estate will probably uh real estate will probably go down over the next six to eight months Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll like, like it real estate is, and, uh, you can ring the bell is that, uh, that it's going to go up no matter what. So <laughs> it might take yeah, a dip, no. which it most likely <laughs> will take a dip, but it's like, it'll, it'll come back. But what are you guys kind of doing to, uh, to lead gen right now? Yeah. Everything is a lot digital right now. Yeah. Um, like I personally don't door knock or cold call, yeah. um, but a lot of people are amping that up. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a lot of, yes, through social media. Um, that's like my main lead gen source is through social media. Um, I, yeah, I'm just yeah, not a cold call. Any events or some- yeah, we do a lot of events. Um, lots digital. Yeah, digital. We do, yeah, digital, major digital. Some, some- well, you guys have the podcast, you have the book. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you guys have built, you guys have built a brand, which is, Oh, yeah. Awesome. Which is what I'm currently trying to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're placing ourselves as the credibility and authority in the market. Yeah, for sure. And anyone listening, that's what you need to do. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I'm like. That's what I put all my time and interest into right now. Um, Cause I also don't care to do um, cold calling and uh, we do a thing called like with warm leads or uh, 
social media is a great way to get warm leads. And so I've just put everything into doing social media, into posting, into creating uh, a community and into uh, getting my leads from social media because it's just so powerful when you utilize it. So much. Yeah. It's the never ending thing, man. It's just amazing. Yeah. That's why I don't, I don't do the old school stuff because it it's, I'm sure it, well, it does work for a lot of people, but it's just not my cup of tea. And yeah. I found like I get success in, in social media and just networking. And we're also from a small area. So we, you know, we know a lot of people already and yeah. we just are constantly out in the community and that's, that's what works for us. So yeah. you to find what works for you and do that. Yeah. So Austin, can you tell us where our viewers can find you? Uh, yeah. So people where I'm hanging out right now is on Instagram. So if you want to go to Simon Mortgages, um, you can find me on Instagram. You can DM me. Uh, I'd love to chat with anybody. Uh, being on social media is just about being social. Uh, so DM me, say hi. I'm willing to uh, talk to anybody. Um, so yeah, just find me there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us and for all your insight yeah. in the mortgage world. We appreciate you coming on and uh, and chatting with us. Yeah, thank you. Of course. Thank you for having me.